kiddos. Welcome to Dad Feelings, the podcast about fictional father figures. Joining me this week is Joe McArey, publisher of Truthout and co-editor of Who Do You Serve, Who Do You Protect? And uh, Joe, so I think people might be looking at this episode and they might be thinking, now, Joe Biden is a real human being who exists in the world. And you just said, Merit, that this is a podcast about fictional father figures. So what what is happening there? Um, so what is going on? Why are we talking about Joe Biden? I think the weird thing about Joe Biden is that the he has like a fictional version of him which exists and has almost completely overtaken a lot of people's perception of him and like is really grounded in very, very little that's connected to the actual Joe Biden. Um, so I guess that really starts with, with the onion and, uh, and their Joe Biden and their like, and for a while people were referring to like onion Joe Biden to me in that fictional version of him. I feel like the, he's come back now with these memes that people have been making themselves and it's not really the onions baby anymore. You know, like it's, it's like everyone's doing them and it's, Again, it's, it's really like not that connected to to Joe Biden the person, um, and we can probably talk in like more detail about the ways in which like that's good and bad. Um, but aside from like a couple of things he's said or done, where it's like, oh, Biden said a gaffe, Biden swore into the mic, like the, this whole thing that's been constructed of him is is like basically fictional. It's just a huge projection. Um, and so, like that's why that's why I would argue that he he qualifies for for being a fictional dad. A stronger case that he shouldn't be is probably if people said, "But isn't he more of an uncle?" But that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> that's more debatable. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, I mean, I think the Onion is really like you say where we see this starting, and um, he sort of morphs into this persona called Diamond Joe, and Diamond Joe is a guy who. Uh, washes his classic cars in his driveway, who um, cusses and spits and is just kind of like a rowdy kind of like rocker dad figure almost. Yeah, later on, they they get him like specifically obsessed with metal and like 80s hair metal. Um, And I think he's also like a drug dealer at one point. But those seem like deviations from the, the, the core concept, which is just that he's like, this uh, uncouth, kind of lovable um, guy who, yeah, has all these kind of trappings of unpretentious, like, American masculinity, which he then, like, brings into the White House in inappropriate ways, which I guess is, like, it's extrapolating on, like, very small truths, you know, Um, that he is, like, he's more like that than, say, uh, the president, than, say, Barack Obama, right? And, like their relationship is is potential for like comedy in that you see in these like more recent memes because the idea is that you know Obama is like suave and like very careful about what he says and then Biden is like blundering and goofy and uncool um so also like the 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 onion Joe Biden is always going on about like uh like hot broads and stuff which like again that's that seems to be completely like I don't know where this this idea of him as this kind of um, sort of ladies' man uh, in a very kind of like cheesy way comes from because uh, his like personal life is actually like re- like full of tragedy. <laughs> um, we could probably talk about that in a bit. 
Yeah. And also he, I, I believe he never actually drinks. Is that right? Uh, that, that may be true. Yeah. I, I don't actually know, but, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that, um, that all of that kind of party persona is, uh, is kind of invented whole cloth. Um, he, uh, you know, he, he lost his, uh, first wife and like infant daughter in a car accident, um, shortly after becoming a Senator, uh, like at the, you know, pretty close to the beginning of his political career. And then the, one thing about that is like some of the some of the like indicators that he was like a regular guy, which I think are what start this um, this persona off, actually stem from that like terrible thing happening to him. Like the reason he took the Amtrak and commuted into work uh, in D.C. was because he was like tr- he was going home to like be with his like two surviving kids. Um, and then, like one of them died, like last year as well, which is, you know, it's kind of sad. But and but I think like you could talk about like why, uh, how that affected him, and and like I think with the recent memes, there's something there's something really like poignant going on there. But um, but yeah, the, this whole kind of like party Joe persona is just uh, like pure invention, as far as I can tell. Yeah, no, I mean it does seem that way. And I think it's interesting to look at the divergences between uh, the things that, you know, aren't just pure um, invention or just pure like absurdity, but things that actually are quite contrary with his actual um, policy stances. Um, I mean, we're talking about him being portrayed as sort of this uh, this, you know, partying ladies man kind of figure. He's almost like a rowdy Springsteen kind of figure almost. Um, he's like the, the, um, America's dirtbag vice president. And, um, but, you know, he has a lot of positions that I think, um, a lot of people aren't aware of. And partly because real Joe Biden has been, as you mentioned, obscured by, by fictional Joe Biden. Right. I mean, the, the biggest thing, I think there's another thing going on, which is that that within his positions, there, there's stuff that like is read different ways. So, I mean, so one of the biggest things that Biden did that was terrible in terms of like the consequences that we're, we're living with um, is that he's he was the author of the what's known as the crime bill uh, the, um, that was passed in 94, I believe. Yep. And and basically like hugely contributed to to the growth of mass incarceration um added on like a whole bunch of new uh crimes for which you can get the death penalty for example um and and like so this idea this you know this idea of like this like fun like weed selling biden but you know coming from the same guy who like wrote the crime bill is you know bizarre but I think the other thing is that, like, folded into the crime bill was um, the Violence Against Women Act, and uh, so and and Biden has like made that has has made like uh, you know as vice president he's made like uh, standing up uh, against sexual assault and against violence against women part of his persona. That's one of the things that he like does, um, which you know as vice president you kind of get to choose what 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 you want to. Busy yourself with, 
Um, so like there's this there's this record he has where it's like, oh, I'm kind of I'm you know I'm kind of progressive on these things, but it's actually tied into the this very like carceral legislation. Um, I mean, I think I, I just watched uh, before doing this podcast that the HBO film that was on uh, Confirmation, which is about like Biden's role in uh, the Clarence Thomas uh, hearings and um, and, you know, how he basically threw Anita Hill under the bus. And he, he has this this weird kind of record where um, I mean, I guess it's not actually that weird for Democrats, unfortunately, like like this is <laughs> it's not that weird to have a, a a Democratic politician who has a public persona, which is like super progressive, and then a uh, an actual track record, which is kind of terrible. And like Biden is also like terrible in terms of um, his record of connections to like credit card companies and the bankruptcy law he tried to pass. Um, so like, yeah, it, but it, there's something particularly weird about this like uh, party persona when he is this like non-drinking uh, guy who passed a huge crime bill. Yeah, absolutely. And a few other Biden facts that I uh, that I uncovered because I actually didn't know that much about him going into this either, unfortunately. Um, so he supports abstinence-only sex education. Um, he claims that he uh, that some legislation that he wrote um, after the Oklahoma City bombing, which was defeated, inspired the Patriot Act, or that it was basically uh, a duplicate of the legislation that he had written in um, after 1995. Uh, he is a self-described Zionist. Yep, <laughs> and he strongly opposes Castro. <laughs> Uh, and I believe that his uh, his line on abortion uh, for a long time, uh, and, and this may still be his line, was that he was like personally opposed, but like legally in favor, which is basically like the classic like like if you're like uh, a, you know a Democrat with like a Catholic constituency, right. you have to basically say like, oh, yeah. I'm against it personally. Um, yeah, I mean, like he's you know like this is kind of what the the, the Democratic Party is, um, and he's not. He's not like. A, the sad thing is, he's not like an egregiously bad example of right, it. Um, yeah. He's, ju- but it's just. You can with with certain other people, you can see where their this political, where their actual political record, and then this this public persona, um, where it came from. I think the the weird thing about Biden is that like. This is just a, a sense that people get of him that's not based on reality, and and now it seems to be like coming in really strong. I think because of desperation more than anything else, um, and like, I mean, if you think of, of of the idea of dads, like the idea of, I mean, in some ways, like the, the president is always a dad, right? The president, mm-hmm. vice president, is always like a um, like a, a a father figure for for the country uh and like trump is the ultimate kind of bad dad coming in um and so you suddenly get all these memes which are about a lot of them are about biden basically saying like let's booby trap the white house uh and you can kind of see how like this comes from people really wanting someone else to step in and be like oh it's okay yeah no, that i totally get that i was gonna ask like like why 
what do you think the function of, of the stuff is? And I think lately that definitely is it. Like just the sense of like the only thing that can um, defeat like defeat one dot is like another dot um, to put it <laughs> in like a very simplistic way. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean like, but why do you think like, why do you think this took off in the first place? Is it kind of a similar sense or is it like, is it something about being vice president that sort of let people project things onto him in a way that they couldn't with Obama? Not that there weren't a lot of projections going on with him as well. But... Yeah, I think there's several things going on. One is like, frankly, you know, white people have a, have difficulty imagining uh, someone who's not white as their dad. Uh, right. friend. And so like, their relationship to Obama is a little bit difficult uh, and different. Um, the, the, the it's interesting that like with with Biden, you know, Obama is such a he in terms of his public persona, which I think is is more care, he puts more thought into it than Biden does. Biden, I don't think Biden had a hand. It's not like they were saying like, oh, tell the Onion like make me into a lovable goofball for eight years, and like <laughs> um, like I, I but. Obama, I think, has, you know, thought about, like, how he wants to be perceived. Um, this is just more like, yeah, wish fulfillment and projection. And uh, and I think it's interesting that a lot of the trappings of it are these, like, old-fashioned kind of um, white masculinity ideas. But a, a more benign version of it uh, than, than you might see in people's, you know, assuming we're talking about, like, basically like liberal progressive people, you know, Biden is this kind of, um, harmless white American masculinity, you know, with the, like the trans am and the like, uh, you know, rock music and the like, and just embarrassing jokes and embarrassing stuff. Um, and I guess that like suddenly, yeah, when, when you had the prospect of like Trump coming in that, that sort of like, um, vague wish fulfillment suddenly becomes a lot more like pointed and desperate. Um, I think it does get like kind of dangerous at points uh, because the, the one thing that really shocked me, so I, I was looking at um, for evidence, evidence for, for the, for this kind of persona and especially the more, the more recent version of it. And it's true that when Obama made his first speech after Trump had won and, and said like, uh, you know, we wish him success. Like Biden crossed himself as he was standing next to him, mm -hmm. you know, because, hey, he's Catholic. That's why he's personally against abortion. Uh, and but like he he you know, he crossed himself and a lot of people were like, ah, yeah, that's Biden being like, oh, yeah, I, I fucking hate these people. But then there was another video purporting to show um, it was when he met Mike Pence and, and their wives met each other and they're all the four of them are standing uh, for a photo shoot and a little bit of a press conference. There's a video going around in which someone asks, um, are you smiling because you genuinely like Mike Pence? And he says, no, no, definitely not. And then they're like, oh, uh, he can hear you. And he's like, oh, if he can hear me, I'm not worried. Um, that was being reported as real. It's completely, it's fake. It's yeah. uh, the actual question that they asked him when he's like, he's like, no, definitely not, was like, are you worried about... <laughs> <laughs> Mike Pence. So the complete opposite. The complete opposite, right? Um, and I mean, I think that's there's something really sad about that, uh, and kind of dangerous if people still cling to the to the to the hope for like 
that the Democrats will will save us. It's like, no, he's he's going to hand you over. Like, like nice dad Joe Biden is actually going to hand you over to like Trump and Pence and God help you. Um, what was that got really dark? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. And I mean, I think a big feature of all of this stuff too is the sense that. Uh, it's not kind of just Biden in isolation. It is very much, as we've sort of touched on, his relationship with um, with Obama. And the term bromance gets thrown around so much in relation to them. And I don't know if that has that been, that hasn't really been maybe a feature of any other presidency in recent memory that I can think of. Maybe that term just hadn't been coined yet. But like this sense that they are these sort of pals um there's this this kind of that's part of this mythology to me i think right and i mean i think that's the one part of it you could say is like deliberately uh engineered or played yeah, to in, yeah. in, in like from the very point i guess when like obama is looking to pick a, a vice presidential running mate and and says like well what about this guy from scranton right it's like you know someone theoretically when you look for a running mate for a vice president you look for someone who uh appeals to the bases of your party that you don't right mm-hmm. um and so as soon as you do that you've got this setup for uh, a hilarious buddy buddy uh comedy <laughs> where they you know because if you're picking someone who appeals to the other people well then you're probably picking someone who's kind of different from you in some ways and and according to um that are sort of reporting on on their time on the campaign trail and like the beginning of the administration, like there were a lot of bumps in the road and times when like Biden said stuff that he the campaign didn't want him to say. Um, so like th- this whole like they got off to a rocky start because like Obama's from Harvard and he thinks you know he went to Harvard and he thinks about like he thinks about things in a very like careful cerebral way and like uh, Biden you know shoots his mouth off like that that kind of of contrast and then like but they become like you know best buddies once they're in in the white house you can you can see why like people like latch on to that um i mean you know i'm not actually that interested in whether it's true i'm more interested mm-hmm. in like people's people's desire to believe in it you know yeah um, it's almost it almost feels to me like and maybe you can comment more on this but as someone who is sort of just coming to grips with the American political system, um, you know, in Canada, we don't really have an equivalent figure um, or an immediately equivalent figure to the vice president. And the vice president almost seems to take on more of a um, a role that can, can escape the charge of being political in a, in a certain way. And, and I guess what I mean by that is he becomes someone often, or yeah, in this case, he becomes someone who can be projected onto in a way that um, feels easier or, or is more harmless in people's minds than the president. Um, I think because often, you know, Biden is doing, is kind of sort of playing into the stuff and doing these kinds of, you know, and there are these occasional kinds of, of lapses and gaffes. Um, and he becomes kind of the comic relief almost in a really perverse way. Yeah. And I, I definitely think that that's there in the sense, I mean, you know, so, so background for listeners, like, like I'm 
as you can probably tell, not from uh, the U.S. originally. I've been here like eight and a half years, and I'm, I'm from the U.K. before that. And and the U.K. as well doesn't have – I mean, you have a deputy leader of a party, but it's not the same uh, once you get into power. Um, it's not an equivalent – it's not really equivalent. You have a right. – um, I mean, but then again, like prime minister is not equivalent to the president. Like the whole way of yeah. seeing – people are they public servants or are they like figureheads um i mean in the uk you know we still have a fucking monarchy so like that's its own problem but but it does mean that that like a lot of that like weird projection gets can be diverted off to the monarchy yeah absolutely like the thing about that the president is like there's so much reverence or at least historically there has been i think now it gets very split as to who gives that reverence but there's supposed to be like so much reverence around the office of the presidency and and some of that like rubs off on the vice presidency which then has the advantage of kind of doing less explicitly defined stuff Mm -hmm. um so uh and i was reading about like you know how has biden's role like in the administration been described by the people within it and and it's interesting that like it is a slightly vague thing where Obama has said, well, you know, often often Joe is the contrarian in the room. He's the guy who, like, says something that makes us all reconsider our positions, um, which, is, you know, I don't really know what that means. In ter- I, I feel like that's like a nice, like, PR statement. Mm-hmm. But but it, it, it contributes to this idea that, like, the, the vice president, yeah, is someone that you can just project totally onto, um, assuming that is that he isn't, like, actually the guy making all the decisions, which which would appear to have been, you know, it's kind of how people understand Cheney now and, and expect yeah. Pence to do a lot of that, maybe? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I do think, like, like it's, it's such a weird role. Like, it's not, like... I mean, there are like specific things that, that the vice president can and can do, but but in the in the kind of public imagination, I think it's yeah, it's kind of perfect for like project a bunch of stuff onto it, and then it can it's it's really easy for it for that never to be disrupted that much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> and um, and yeah, I think you mentioned earlier that now especially the function of that is to sort of provide people with this something to hold on to however tenuous it feels um because there really has been that resurgence um of of these kinds of memes but it isn't in a sort of different way um it's not so much the the laid back or like kind of dirtbag guy you know like playing hair metal it's just he's yeah he's doing these home alone things he's like you know just being the sort of uh being like quietly antagonizing barack who's like trying to sort of uh you know do his job and and however much he might not want to and then um and it's almost like biden kind of acts as his id he's able to sort of do these things that that uh, Obama isn't able to, at least in the kind of imagination of this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that like the idea of the idea of Biden as as Obama's aide has has kind of maybe cropped up before, but now suddenly it, people really want Obama to have an aide. I mean, people people really want Obama to be the guy they they thought they think he is, right? Uh, and 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 specifically with regard to Trump, to just be like 
like, no, I'm not going to shake your hand, all, all that stuff. Um, and so having, the, you know, the idea that there's a guy who behind him who would like be like, no, fuck that guy, you know, it's suddenly like really uh, appealing. I think there's this also there's this weird thing where um, so Biden, one of Biden's uh, sons died uh, last year of brain cancer. And uh, there are people who think that had that not happened, Biden would have run uh, for the presidency. Hmm. So, like, I don't know how much people are actively thinking about this, but like, to my mind, it that that like that influences somehow this idea of like, if only Biden would like save us somehow. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, you know, instead, it's actually going to be like kooky aunt uh, Jill Stein, as as a colleague of mine described her, who might mm-hmm. be safe. <laughs> you know, she's going to go and like get the recount done, which is which is kind of weird. But um, but yeah, the, the, all of the memes like, you know, th- there's clearly the strong desire for someone just to, to give the finger to, to to Trump as he comes in, um, because, you know, like in, in these in these fictional scenarios it's not like he's literally gonna uh barricade not like biden is literally gonna barricade the white house but like people just wish that someone would be like this is fucking terrible someone within the establishment would say that um unfortunately like real joe biden said we're in good hands which (laughs) (laughs) you let us down again real joe biden yeah uh which is what's funny, like when I was watching confirmation with like Greg Kinnear and his uh, extremely like distracting, like anti comb over um, is like the whole process of, of that, like somewhat fictitious version of Biden is him like letting you down because, you know, it's like, oh, Biden's going to make sure that Nita Hill gets a fair hearing. Uh, <laughs> not exactly. So, um, yeah, uh, it's. I mean, I would I'd like to think that, like, maybe we can be like, OK, like there isn't a good dad that's going to save us, um, which would be nice if people ultimately like decided that and realize, you know, but but I think that there's a very there's a very human desire for, like, the good authority figure to to to, you know, to make sure that, like, the bad people okay. don't take over. Um, but, yeah, that's that's not real Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's absolutely right, and that's a theme that um, that I think that we touch on a lot on this show, and maybe that's a good place to end on. Um, unless you have anything else that that you wanted to add, um, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I I think like I don't get oh, you, you, one thing we could talk about just briefly at the end is like I don't know if you've seen the sort of like corrective memes that with like. Uh, where it's like Biden saying like, um, oh, they're, they're making memes of me and not talking about how I passed the crime bill. And, and then Obama laughs. Or, or there's a, been, been a bunch of recent ones where it's like Biden saying you should stop the Dakota Access Pipeline, which is funny because like that's an attempt to do a more – that's a more serious one. But it's putting Biden in the exact same role yeah. where like he's kind of saying you should be more – you should do this more like uh, progressive thing. And Obama's like, oh, I can't. Um, I, I think those are – it's interesting. To, well, that one is really interesting to me because it's one where it's kind of critiquing, but it ends up doing the same thing. I, I don't – I just want to be clear. Like, I don't think that, like, 
that people like making sharing these memes is somehow like a distraction from the real issues. I yeah, mean, right. I feel like there there are people where you can say like, um, you know, the perceptions about them being so different, it like leads to, to people to, to make some, to have a bad analysis of the world or like to make bad decisions about who they vote for. But like, I, I think that the Biden thing is, is just too weird to, to really count as that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, you know, it's not, it's not like, it's not, I don't want it to be one of the things where it's like, you shouldn't share this funny meme because it distracts from the fact that, you know, Biden really has done bad things. I mean, he, he has, but like, I don't, I don't think unlike, I mean, I feel like the, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for example, is it's actually more like this, where the whole like, oh, the notorious RPG who, you know, like look at our actual voting record on on crime and issues that like affect racial injustice. It's like yeah. it's pr- it's pretty terrible that you then like give her a nickname that's like after like this rapper. But um, but Biden, like maybe it's because like he's pretty much at the end of his career. It's it's. It, I don't think it's like a harmful thing. It's just a weird thing, and it's kind of a sad thing in some ways. But, um, but yeah, uh, in future, maybe no dads at the political level. <laughs> <laughs> no dads. Hashtag no, no dads. dads. Yeah, yeah. I'm bringing that one back. Bring it yeah. back. Yeah, 2017. No dads. It's it's uh, the remix. Yeah. Well, this has been this has been lovely. Thank you so much for sharing your your wisdom um <laughs> and your your thoughts um is there um i mentioned the book at the beginning at the top of the episode Do you, is there a link that people can can buy that from um yeah if you go to uh truthout.org and slash uh who do you serve um although also like i think google works uh, the book is called <laughs> Who do you serve? Who do you protect? Um, I'm one of the people who who edited it, uh, and, but it, the the articles are it's kind of a mix of reporting on police violence um, and then like essays about what we could have instead of the current uh, legal system and instead of uh, cops and prisons. So um, that that's connection to fictional Joe Biden is pretty tenuous. It's connection to real Joe Biden, unfortunately, is a lot closer as, as the guy behind the crime bill. But um, yeah, people people should should uh, buy that. It's uh, it's a good book to to get in before the end of the year, and it's not very long, so you can you can buy it and read it before the end of the year. Great, awesome. Well, thank you again so much, um, and I will talk to you later. Yeah, thanks for having cool. me. Yeah, bye, kiddos. Dad Feelings is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by Nick Bravo for Stay Mean. Stay Mean is listener-supported. If you appreciate the shows we make and want access to bonus episodes and other perks, support us at dadfeelings.com support. Our theme music is Swell Content by Speedy Ortiz off their album, Foil Deer. Thanks to Car Park Records and Sadie Dupuy. Thanks for listening. Be good, kiddos. <laughs>